red team meet blue team. They're armed with the new Laramie Super Soaker. XXP275 and 175. Double barrel. Four times the payload of your original Super Soaker. What do you do? Attack? Wrong answer. You run, run, run! <laughs> Let's pump the power than before. XXP power gate shows how much power you're packing. 275's got adjustable numbers. Four different settings. I'm soaked to my shorts and I'm loving it! <laughs> new Laramie Super Soaker XXP's. It's so different. The king of the Chattahoochee, Alan Jackson, once sang There ain't no cure for the summertime blues However, given that he covered that song in 1994, my man was missing out on one of the strongest antibiotics when it comes to summertime blues. A one-up on the idiots that brought a water balloon to a squirt gun fight. This is the story of the super soaker. This is Toys Were Us. All of my Hello. Welcome to the revolution, apparently, and welcome back to the <laughs> Toys R Us podcast. I am your host, Richard Hunt, and with me, as always, is the Furiosa of Southern California, Heather. Oh, that's sweet. That's my favorite one. This is my favorite. <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, It has been an interesting three weeks. Has it only been three weeks? It's only been three weeks. Oh my god. (laughs) It's only been three weeks. Oh my god. I know. Oh my god. If you'd asked me to guess, I would have been like, "Mm, a month and a half. Yeah, a solid month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. No, three weeks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Clementine. Yeah, three weeks. Our country is in turmoil. A little bit. Because the police suck. (laughs) Finally, people have noticed. Um, I like that the police, their response to, we're not brutal, is to just brutalize (laughs) blatantly. In 2020, where literally everybody has a camera phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot hide anymore. And then, you know, like, I I wrote this script yesterday, and I was going to put this big statement in there, Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, it's been mostly peaceful. There's been instances and whatever, but it's been mostly peaceful. And then last night, uh, a man in Atlanta gets, you know, shot to death for sleeping in his car in a Wendy's parking lot. And... I gotta say, how fucking dense do you have to be 
as a police officer right now, mm-hmm. let alone any other time, because it's bad any other time, but especially right now, when literally everything you're doing is scrutinized, to shoot a, a black man in Atlanta where you know there's a crowd of people protesting. Well, did you hear that it also happened to Jay Farrow? Like, on Friday yeah. night? They, they yeah. surrounded him with at gunpoint because he somewhat matched the description of someone they were looking for, allegedly, and they knelt on his neck. Yeah. And he just barely made it out because he was like, you need to Google me right now. Like, because Fucked he's up. famous, he was saved. Yeah, because But otherwise, he would have died. Oh, yeah. In the sure. same exact way. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're little... And you accidentally touch the burner or something. That's the lesson that you learned. Well, I'm not going to touch that burner again. Right. They couldn't even go a month without almost doing what they did to George. Exactly. To somebody else. Like, you guys, like, it's still headline news. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with you? The best meme that I've seen from all this is a Pawn Stars meme mm-hmm. where if the person bring, bringing the thing is like, uh, yeah, can we get, uh, I'm looking to get no police brutality for this. <laughs> and he's like, the best I could do is more police brutality. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not funny at all. It's not. It's fucked up. I know. Fuck, why? What? Wh- what would it take? Apparently, like, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. Mm-hmm. Like, let the record state, blue lives do not matter. No. Blue lives is a profession. That's not a race of people, you idiots. Oh, but blue lives... <laughs> blue isn't a color, you fucking morons. Dumb as fuck. There was like, <laughs> a, a, like six months ago, I'd say my friend had never seen a Blue Lives Matter sticker before. You know the mm-hmm. the American flag. It's black and white. It has a blue line, right? If you want to get he exceptionally was, cringy, it's the Punisher logo with the American flag it. in it with the blue line. Anyway, he's like, "What does that mean?" And without missing a beat, the first thing that flew out of my mouth was, oh, that's incest pride. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he was like, that's that's incest pride? And I'm like, well, yeah, and that, you know, domestic violence. Uh-huh. And I stand by it. This, somebody tweeted, uh, from a cop's perspective, I can't be racist. My wife's eye is black. Anyways, if you haven't garnered this from this conversation so far, Black Lives Matter. Right. And people that are like, but all lives matter. Yeah, look, all lives matter cannot matter until Black Lives Matter first. No one's saying that all lives matter is wrong like we are saying that all lives matter we're just saying that like black lives deserve the attention because they're the ones that are you know being murdered 
Um, you know, sleeping next to their significant other only to be woken up by being shot to death. Right. That and, like, you know... It's just, stop trying to take the attention away where it needs to be, okay? Yeah. Oh, Shut yeah. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Shut the fuck up is right. There's no, there's no room for this shit. I've lost, I've lost, uh, like, at least 20 Facebook friends from this. Honestly, I would have, that's, that sounds low for me. I mean, uh. Yeah, but you also have exponentially more people on your Facebook than I do. No, I mean for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I try to keep a, a, a close-knit group of people that are like-minded. Well, I, I, me, I was going to say, mine's not really all that close-knit, but you, you know, it, I saw someone the other day, I've lost mm-hmm. probably 10 people, um, I saw someone the other day that was like, oh, my black friends are getting angry that I'm not showing any support for Black Lives Matter, so... And then they posted a meme, and I shit you not, it was a picture of O.J. Simpson putting on the glove in court that said Black Lives Matter on it. And I'm like, what sort of take is this? Like, what is wrong with you? Yikes, indeed. And I'm like, so there's people hiding on your friends list. They're in there. They're in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... It's just, it makes no fucking sense to me. It's not, it's not hard to be a good human being. You would think not. And like, there is a point to the people that are being silent, because silence is complicit. Like, being complicit in it, you know? Like, I mean, you see how fucking outspoken I am about this shit. Mm -hmm. If you want to unfriend me about it, fucking die mad i guess you don't even need to like dedicate your whole facebook to it or whatever no you just right like posting your stance is enough but you need to i hate to say pick a side but you do yeah it's, it's yeah. the racist versus the non-racist don't let people convince you that this is a race war this right. is the racist people versus the non-racist people and they're oh listen the line has been drawn Charles Manson's corpse is fucking rolling in his grave right now. He would love this shit. Whose side do you want to be on? The fucking Charles Manson side of this? I don't know. There are those people. They're definitely... Oh, yeah, because did you see, like, uh... The one... That guy who shot the church up. The white guy. Okay. Be more specific. (laughs) That's fair. You know, was the it one with the, the shitty the Jewish bowl cut. church or No, the... no, the the all black the... church. I, I forget where it was oh, at. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Was it Virginia? I don't remember where it was. West Virginia. Because like Sorry. like you said, like which white person Right. Up I in the past two years I can think of like four white men that shot yeah. up a church. He's uh it was trending on Twitter the other day that he was framed. Okay. Like, bro, no, no, he was not. No, that doesn't happen to white people. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely not. Mm-mm. Unless you're fucking... Oh, uh, somebody that's trying to stand up for some shit, and then you get JFK'd. Right. Don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, so, I mean, look, and you see this with a, a lot of people that are way more popular than I, this podcast is, or will be for a while, that they're, if, if they're losing fans and shit, it's not the type of fans that they want. Exactly. And we were getting in trouble, not in trouble, because, like, we don't answer to anybody, but, you know, we were getting some, like, backlash about being too political before all this stuff went down. And it's yeah. like, dude, no... <laughs> No, just because we've made our intentions known and, like, where we stand on things, like, no. You're, you are being complicit by wanting to take no side, and that's not us. And if yeah. that's not okay with you, then get to stepping, okay? Yep. It's like, you know, you, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's where we stand. If you don't fucking like it, there's the goddamn door. That's right. We're just as close to you as the actual Toys R Us are. I know. I know. Didn't they open some stores back up? They did, but it's it's different now. They're like consignment shops. So rather than, like, buying out, like, I'm gonna buy 700 of this particular Barbie. They'll buy 200 and then whatever they don't sell in a certain amount of time, they can sell back. Yeah. They just picked... They also just unfortunately had a... the worst timing on trying to reopen, what with, you know, COVID and everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, they probably had a really unfortunate, like... Yeah. Reopening date. Oof. And speaking of reopening, if you're gonna go out, still wear your fucking mask, you dumb piece of shit. Yeah. This is this feels like uh, we spent twenty minutes talking about things that should be very fucking obvious. Don't be a racist, and don't be an idiot that's not gonna wear your fucking mask. Well, they think that you know the virus is a conspiracy, so. Yeah, you know, with the 5G towers and, right. uh, you know, George Floyd was an actor and all this. Like, are you fucking <laughs> I'm dumb, like, listen, dude? I'm supposed to be the conspiracy theorist. That's my job. And you're making me look like the sanest person yeah. I've ever heard of in my life. And that's embarrassing for you. I'm embarrassed yeah. for you. Yeah. It's like using Reynolds foil for your tin hat or, like, great value. <laughs> that and they're like, tin foil is how they're controlling your brain. The oh, 5G oh. waves transfer through the aluminum foil. I guess I'm just an old school conspiracy theorist and I'm not, like, up on what's... Uh, I don't know. Oh, you know, George Soros is the king of Antifa? Like, okay. Yeah. There, Antifa. There's no leader of Antifa. <laughs> that's the point what is wrong with you what, do you not know what fascism is I can't, I can't do this I can't. you get listen okay it's huge <laughs> this this antifa it's, it's huge it's huge it's fucking and did you see him like uh, tr having trouble walking down a ramp <laughs> I read the tweet about it it was slippery okay and when I got to the bottom of the ramp I ran very fast He's like so much momentum. Like 
everyone's grandpa trying to use the internet and all they're doing is complaining about like i went to norms and the <laughs> railing wasn't up to you know code and horrible service and my waitress had blue hair and and i didn't like it uh-huh that's if he had a, if he had a facebook it would be things like when does applebee's open <laughs> right he'd be like delete facebook yeah. Delete Facebook. Hello, Jesus Facebook. Christ. Delete. Dumb as fuck. Yeah, we're just all over. It's just a shit show. Mm-hmm. You have you have sp- the spy versus spy of creepy old men with dementia fighting <laughs> each other. <laughs> Whoops. We elected like, these people racism. to our government. Mm. Good job, America. Good job. Not a good time. Not a good time. But you know what was a good time? What? When you grew up and you played with a fucking Super Soaker. Fuck yeah, I did. I'm gonna go get one right now. Who, like many instances before on this podcast, well, of, of especially women inventing things and you just never knew that a woman invented it. Oh my god, did a woman uh, invent the Super Soaker? No, 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 no. Oh. A black man invented the Super Soaker. But nobody fucking... Catch somebody in the street, be like, who have I- Oh, I don't know, probably some white dude. Probably. But no. Let's, uh, get into that story, shall we? Yep. <laughs> we start our story in Mobile, Alabama, on October 6th, 1949. That's where we meet up with David and Arlene Johnson. Which, wholesome names. I like the name Arlene. You do? Yeah. I think it's like, uh, I feel like Arlene would give you, like, the best plate of peach cobbler you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, she'd be, like, the waitress in, like, an off-the-beaten-path, like, mom-and-pop diner. Totally. You trust somebody named Arlene. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Um, David was a World War II veteran who worked as a civilian driver at Brookley Field, which was the local Air Force base, and Arlene worked in a laundromat and as a nurse's assistant. Nice. You definitely trust an, a nurse's assistant named Arlene. Definitely. She's going to give you a lollipop on the sly, you know? Aww. Um, These two just brought a baby boy into the world. Their third out of eventual six children, Lonnie George Johnson. Which, that is a strong-ass name. Definitely. Um, as a part of an African-American family in the segregated South, Lonnie didn't have many choices in terms of keeping himself busy, so he began to tinker under the watchful eye of his father. Okay. Which is relatable. Like, you love tinkering. Sure. Especially if it's like, nobody's gonna fucking play with you because you're in Alabama. <laughs> you know, like... No one wanted to play with me because I talked to myself and it was weird. So, I mean, we all got something. Do you say was like you're you're <laughs> no longer? <laughs> just making sure. Oh, I'm just making sure. Nice. Sorry. Um, in a 2016 essay with BBC, Johnson writes about early memories of his father's teachings with fondness. It started with my dad. He gave me my first lessons in electricity, explaining that it takes two wires for electric current to flow. One for the electrons to go in, and the other for them to come out. 
and he showed me how to repair irons and lamps and things like that. Once the spark was ignited, there was no stopping him. His mother once recalled, Lonnie tore up his sister's baby doll to see what made the eyes close. No. Which is like... Oh, so you're, I mean, a, think about you're it. a serial killer. Got it. <laughs> no. I'm just you know, like when, when you're little and you like... Right you're like, how you hold do, the, I need you, to understand how this works. I, I You hold the fridge door as until... close as you can to see why what turns the light off. Mm-hmm. And then that one day you figure it out. You're like, oh, you motherfucker. Of course you see, because every baby doll back then... When you tilted them, the eyes closed. Sure. I had like 50 of them. Absolutely. So you had to be like, What kind of fuckery is this? (laughs) There's a demon in this doll and I need to get it out. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not so much a serial killer is as it is like, I'm just Thank you for your service. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a doctor. (laughs) I'm a doctor. Um... Once, in an effort to create rocket fuel in one of his mother's saucepans, okay. he almost burned his house down when it exploded on the stove. Okay, that's relatable as fuck. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when you would put, like, 17 different shampoos together. Yes! I thought <laughs> I'd invented a new chemical. Yeah, you're like, this is my potion. Like, I'm <laughs> gonna win the Pulitzer Prize. I was like, eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna bring world peace with... <laughs> With all four, or all four of these different scents of herbal essences. That's right. I'm like, and look, one I can, L'Oreal I can clean, baby bath. I can clean the counters with this, and I can also like wash myself with it. And like, look, uh-huh. I can put it on my face. Like, you know, doing all these things you like really shouldn't be doing. Back before your skin, any any irritant causes you to break out for like right. three weeks. So, oops. <laughs> um. When he was still a child, Johnson and his dad built a berry shooting gun using only bamboo shoots. Berry shooting? Berry, yeah, berry. So, like, you would put, like, blueberries in it. Shoot them out. That's cute. Which, blueberries. Mm. Yeah, they're great. Also, that would stain, so, like, wow, that's pretty Yeah, yeah, that's, like, tactical warfare. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good, because I just want to imagine him, like, shooting little racist kids with his fucking berry gun. Right, with their fucking white t-shirts, and you're like, ha bitch. I say, I say, did you just get my Sunday best? Your mom is gonna (laughs) whoop your ass. Oh, for sure. And then you can't even, you can't even blame it on him, because then your dad would be pissed. Right, you'd be like, oh, so you're a pussy, got it. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Gotta love the South. (laughs) And you want to say things have changed, but mm. no. It's only progressed to even worse. Love it. Um, Lonnie attended the segregated L.B. Williamson High School in Mobile, where he was known as the Professor. Okay. One of the young Professor's creations was a small engine made of scrap metal that was affixed to a go-kart. All the crude race car needed to run was its... Uh, was a few pushes and a running start. It had a string-operated steering wheel. I admire anybody that could, like, MacGyver shit like that. Totally. Um, Johnson and his friends were cruising uh, the streets of their neighborhood right up until the police put a stop to their fun. Because despite the fact that the go-kart was impressive, it was definitely not street legal. <laughs> mm 
Uh, the 1960s proved a prudent time during which Johnson's curious mind would flourish. Between the space race and America's fascination with uh, an automated future, Lonnie Johnson took cues from popular programs like Lost in Space for his next major creation. This required a bit more time and energy than the go-kart that he had previously made. And after a year of work on a personal robot, Johnson entered his uh, invention to the Junior Engineering Technical Society Fair at the University of Alabama in 1968. While a notable accomplishment in and of itself, Johnson's entry took on an even more significant role as it was the only entry from an entirely black high school. Which, you know, you see all these movies. This seems like it would be a fucking movie. Right. Like, the man, and we're only scratching the surface here, the man goes on to create a lot of fucking shit here. So let's continue. Um, The robot named Linux stood at three and a half feet tall with rotating shoulders, elbows, and wrists that could swivel, and the ability to move and pivot on a set of wheels. Johnson consequently took home first place at the fair, and after graduation found himself at Tuskegee University on a mathematics uh, and U.S. Air Force scholarship, and there he would work on stealth bombers. Wow. So imagine building a fucking, like, pretty much fully articulated robot in 1968. Oh, God. You know, like... Not given the same learning opportunities as your white peers, too, you know? Take that, bitch. Exactly. Um, in spite of the things that have been perpetrated on my race, holding us in bondage of the, bondages under slavery and then making it illegal to educate us, and then subjecting us to long-term discrimination and criticism, we succeeded anyway, to a very large extent. We just need to realize what we were capable of which is a quote from him. After graduating from Tuskegee, uh, Johnson worked on a research program for the Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. He joined the U.S. Air Force and served as its weapon laboratory, or served at its weapons laboratory in Albuquerque, New Mexico, until 1979. He then served at the Air Force's Strategic Air Command in Omaha, Nebraska, and Edwards Air Force Base in California from 1982 to 1985. While with the Air Force, Johnson rose to the rank of captain and received numerous commendations for his work in nuclear systems engineer and project manager. He then went on to work for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, beginning in 1979. Wow. I know, like, what the fuck? Uh, During his various stints at JPL, he participated in development projects for several unnamed space missions, uh, including the Mars Observer the Cassini-Hugens mission to Saturn, and the Galileo mission to Jupiter. A quote from him says, A major concern was that in the event of a short circuit, power to the memory would be lost, and the spacecraft would be unable to call home. So I devised an isolation circuit that would maintain power to the computer's memory even when power was lost. Mm. That's fucking brilliant. Totally. He received multiple awards for NASA for his contributions to the successful completion of these missions, and he would go on to obtain 120 patents. Wow. That's a fucking... That's fucking nuts. That is so much shit to have invented. If you would have said 15, I would have been impressed. Yeah, I'd have been like, god damn. Yeah. 
fucking five. How many people have patents? Right. <laughs> you know? Let alone fucking 120. Maybe you, maybe it's like tattoos. You kind of get one and now you're addicted to getting patents. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait to get this patent for this. That's true. That's true. Uh, by 1982, he had been experimenting with a new type of refrigeration system that would use water instead of CFC. Chlorofluor... Wow. Chlorofluorocarbon. Okay. Which, uh, damaged the ozone. This led him to hook up a mechanical no- or mechanic. Wow. I cannot talk. <laughs> a mechanized nozzle to the faucet in his bathroom sink where he was carrying out some of his experiments. The nozzle helped propel a powerful stream of water across the sink, and this seemingly inconsequential occurrence planted the very first seed in Lonnie Johnson's head that a hyper-powerful water gun could be a fun and lucrative invention. He says, I accidentally shot a stream of water across the bathroom where I was doing experiments. Uh, This is an interview to Popular Mechanics. And I thought to myself, this would make a great gun. And it didn't take long for him to begin making the necessary parts for this new water gun in his basement. This was no, no typical squirt gun, because he used PVC pipe, it had, he had a sniper barrel, a top-mounted soda bottle magazine, and a plastic trigger. Damn. All put together by twine. <laughs> nice. So, you know, hey, if it's fucking stupid and it works, it's not stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then the testing. He gave the prototype to his daughter, seven-year-old Anika, who meticulously drenched her friends with it. Dad got feedback and improved the design. And like the four non-blondes, he realized quickly that what he had was what he had been working for. After rejoining the Air Force, he took his creation to a military picnic where one of his superior officers saw the toy and asked exactly what it was. After a brief explanation and an inquiry as to whether or not it actually worked, Lonnie shot his superior officer right in the face. <laughs> the, the result, an all-out water fight and the uh, confidence to begin shipping his toys to different toy companies. Johnson pitched his new toy gun to various companies, and they all said no. Then, Laramie Incorporated, makers of various water pistols, finally bought it. They partnered with Johnson, or they partnered Johnson with a plastic designer named Bruce DeAndre who helped him turn the prototype in one of the, into one of the best-selling toys in the history of the world. The I, Super Soaker. I don't understand why these toy companies were rejecting it. Like, do you not understand what children want at all? Right. Like, children want to battle each other, and here's a safe way to do it that's not like a BB gun or a pop gun or anything that's really going to hurt them in any way. Like... Y- this is revolutionary, yeah. you idiots! What's re- th- these people don't care? Like, and this was at the end of like the cocaine eighties, so you figure they would have been like, <laughs> "Ooh, fuck yeah, I want one!" Right? Like, I am so fucking high right now. I'm gonna <laughs> shoot everybody with this thing. Like, I'm what? gonna put coke in in the barrel. I'm gonna shoot right. myself with coke. Right? Okay. I I can't even. Not really imagine. its intent, like, but I can't. Rejecting it yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, it took some tweaking and rebranding until the toy took off. It was relaunched as the Super Soaker, because it was originally named the Super Drencher. Okay. Uh, and with a clever and comical TV ads showing two young teens crashing through a pool party 
while promising a squirt gun of a higher caliber. The retail price was set at $10 each, which, adjusted for inflation, is about $19. Which isn't, I mean, for what a Super Silver is, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, In the first year, they sold $200 million worth of Super Silvers. Yeah, and that was 1992. Wow. It's been one of the top ten toys sold every year since then and has spawned numerous brand extensions for drenching friends and family. Because totally. I'm going to read off now the list of the original line of Super Soakers. I'm excited. I probably because have. Because there was a shitload. And I'm just going to be reading the the Laramie line of Super Soakers, not, not when Nerf bought them, because... I'm going to list those under every Nerf gun ever made in Nerf Part 2. So you have the Super Soaker 10, uh, a.k.a. SS-10, weighed less than 3 ounces, and it was like a pistol-type model. Had a a 56-milliliter tank volume. That came out in 93. You had the Super Soaker 20, was another pistol-type model that came with an either rear-mounted or grip-mounted pump. 115-milliliter tank volume. Uh, The Super Soaker 25, which had a grip-mounted pump and a 177-milliliter tank. The Super Soaker 30, the original pistol-sized gun, this one came out in 91, it was a little bit heavier, and it held 265 milliliters of water. Which is a fuckload. The Super Soaker 40, however, took it up to 490 milliliters and came with accompanying packaging as the most powerful water gun ever. The Super Soaker 50, uh, which has a 730 milliliter tank volume, had the highest range due to its novel air pressure system. That's the one that was eventually put into the Toy Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah, that's like the that would be like the most iconic one. Uh you have the Super Soaker 60 which had a 890 milliliter tank volume. The Super Soaker Sucker? Wow. Super Soaker 100 which had a 1500 milliliter tank volume. Wow. The Super Soaker 200 which had which had uh 2050 milliliter tank volume. The Super Soaker 300, which took it way the fuck up to 6,500 milliliters. Oh, God. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, it had, a, it had a, like, just a bevy of, like, weight and durability issues, but the amount of water that you could put in it versus, you know, how heavy it was made it still sell like crazy. And that was that was all of them for the for the nerf for, I mean for the Laramie era. There's a shitload more for the nerf, but like I said, we'll be doing that in the eventual nerf part two episode. Right. Uh you know who always wins in Super Circle battles? Ooh. It's Facty, the fact in the box.
Uh, Whitney Houston loved the Super Soaker. Really? To the point that she tried to get one on tour, but was told that they were all sold out. And when Lonnie heard about this, he personally delivered her uh, a Super Soaker the following night on her tour. Aww. Which, I just love the uh, the whole just, like, mental image of Whitney Houston just blasting the shit out of somebody with a Super mm-hmm. Soaker. Mm-hmm. Um, in Boston in 1992, a water gun fight escalated, resulting in a real shooting that killed 15-year-old Christopher Mills. Oh no. A similar case left two wounded in New York, and super soakers filled with bleach were used in drive-by shootings in both Boston and Los Angeles. Oh, God. Yeah, like, parents' groups were up in arms about the super soaker. Shit, I had no idea. It's like, uh, you know this is a water gun, correct? Like, and for the most part, the super soakers did not look like guns. Mm-hmm. They were, like, bright-ass fluorescent right. colors weird shapes uh there's uh, i read a a time or uh, a new york times article from 1992 where a mom was talking about how disgusting they are okay okay we get it uh lonnie johnson is now working on a way to make solar energy affordable and easily accessible. Which, good luck with that, because, you know, the fucking government. Mm. They're like, what? Something that could save the world? Nah, fam. This ain't it. <laughs> uh, the Super Soaker ranks in at number 91 on Time's Top 100 Toys of All Time. Which it is way higher than some of the toys that we've covered so far, and surprises me about some of them, honestly. Really? 91 out of 100? Come on. I feel like it needs to be way higher than that. Hmm. Um, Lonnie Johnson also invented the little laser that reads uh, CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, He eventually had to sue Hasbro and actually won $73 million. Holy shit. Yeah, because apparently the first five years that they owned the Super Soaker brand, they paid him no royalties. Okay. Even though it was part of the contract. <clears throat> so he got $73 million. Which, hell yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a 10-page educational play about Lonnie's life that teachers can buy and use as a teaching tool. Oh. Yeah, I really like that. It's only five dollars. Fucking buy it. I know. Uh, Mark Rober, a former NASA engineer, created a giant super soaker, firing jets of water at two hundred and seventy-two miles per hour, with enough force to slice through watermelon and shatter glass. Hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's a lot. That's way too much. That's that's like if somebody shows up to your house with that fucking gun, you're <laughs> nope. like, uh, okay, I guess I deserve this. In November 2015, the Super Soaker became the 57th toy in the National Toy Hall of Fame, and Lonnie was inducted into Alabama's Engineering Hall of Fame in 2011, the first African American engineer to be honored. Oh. 
Yeah. That's fucking good. That's nice. Took too so, long, but... Took way too fucking long. But, yeah, that's, uh... That's the history of the Super Soaker. Wow, that's awesome. It's... I, I, I love stories like that, where the creator is not some fucking dickhead. Right. Like, there's definitely been some dickheads. We really needed, like, a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a pedophile. <laughs> And the fact that he's in his 70s and still trying to, like, better the world. What a guy. So he's alive still. Yeah, he's still fucking kicking it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. So, yeah, um, we're fucking back, baby. That's, uh, this is Super Soaker. We got plenty more to come. If you like what you heard and you learned, you can do any of the following. You can follow us on all social media. We're at Toys R Us Podcasts across the board. You can leave us a five-star rating and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts and that lets you leave reviews. Uh, or you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Toys R Us Podcast. Until next time. Remember, Super Soaker, I hardly know her. And remember, you will always be a Toys R Us kid. I'd like to take the time out to thank our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So, thank you to Jeremy, Jessica, Nicole, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, John, Juanita, Sabrina, Shannon, and Steven. Thanks a bunch, guys. If I should stay I would only be in your way, so I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way. The Super Soaker.